Welcome back. This is part two of our episode with Shelby from Beauty Humane Society. Thank you for listening. On the second part of the podcast, I do want to kind of switch from BHS-based operation to the topic of adoption itself. Especially you wanted to talk about that too as far as adoption success, adoption failures, adoption guidelines. Like, you know, it's easy to sit at home and tell your friend or your spouse and say, hey, let's go get it. Let's go adopt a cat. Let's go adopt a dog. I want a dog. But is it that simple really for you? Because it's so interesting for me to talk to you as the adoption manager because I assume you have some feedback on how many animals come back, why they come back, how many don't come back, and why do you think it was a good match, all this stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, definitely. So um, I think the biggest thing that happens when people want to take an animal home is they do kind of jump jump to let's just go down right now, let's look, and then that look turns into I want to take an animal home right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so most important thing that um, I would tell anyone is do your research. No one can ever be over-prepared to, before they bring an animal home. Research what would fit your lifestyle the best. You know, research one kitten versus two kittens, and if that would be better if you work, you know, you're not at home all the time and your kitten will be bored. Sometimes it's better to have two because then they're they're keeping each other company mm-hmm. and your sanity is saved because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. they get <laughs> their energetic little balls of fur. So, so with that, educate educate yourself. Do as much research as possible before coming down. Um, make a couple trips beforehand. You might very well come on the first day and find that dream animal that will fit perfectly. But it's always good to come have a conversation with the organization. Uh, or call and just kind of ask to step the process of of adopting with cats i mean they're pretty they're pretty versatile animals you know they're a little independent most of the time and can make their way into a mm-hmm. lot of homes and different activity levels and all of that which is great yeah like why why some of them do you think are adoption failures why right. they come back and why some of them are a good match in success right. um, what what is based on one thing i want to add to this is also i think it's important that people are should be aware of the financial responsibility, right? Isn't that one a big part of getting a cat or dog or whatever it is and realizing too late that it is a little bit too expensive for you maybe? Right. I think it's really important for people to remember that when they're getting a free animal, there's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as something being free because, you know, vaccines, spay and neutering, medical bills, food, um, supplies, all of that, all of that does add up and it's really important to remember that before you do take an animal on best thing about animal shelters that spay and neuter is that you're getting you're paying a low adoption fee but you're getting a lot of those things taken care of for you before taking it home which is always great but just those medical costs throughout the years because when you do adopt you're taking on a commitment for 10 to 20 years you know on average depending on what what you are adopting so just keeping in mind that as animals get older they do need more care and Mm -hmm. more you know more things done with them for sure i would say that the biggest thing that people, when people do adopt and take the animals home, as far as failure goes, is that there's what we call the honeymoon period, right? Where there's that mm-hmm. two, three weeks that the animals are still getting comfortable in your house. They're still kind of developing. They are still learning your schedule and what the schedule is going to be like on a daily routine and who everyone is in the house, if it's a family and mm-hmm. all of that. 
So it's really important to just give them time to adjust and relax and gain the confidence to be okay with everyone. Um, and that could go the other way. They could be perfect angels, and in the next couple weeks, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they're like, oh, I'm comfortable now. I can have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and learning all that. So I would say with fa- failures, that you know, adoption failures were, well, patience. I would say with adoptions that do not succeed, that just the patience wasn't there or the time wasn't given for that animal. Because sometimes we'll have a cat adopted, and they come back the next day for oh, not wow. being perfect. You know what I mean? For not right. for yeah. not getting along with the other cat. And I don't, my cats are cat friendly, and I don't ever see them being like, oh, look at that new cat. I'm yeah. going to say hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, and to remember that cats are really solitary animals. And so to add another one, they will adjust, but it, they you know, they need to take the time. And I was reading in some of this stuff is that they, just like we don't like every person, right. it takes us a little bit of time to get to know each other. And it, it, same in the animal kingdom. They don't, they just takes a little bit of patience. And right. And have to remember too, that to your cat, that cat that just came from an animal shelter smells like many cats yep. and many, a new, a really weird, strange environment mm-hmm. or maybe a familiar environment if your first cat came from an animal shelter. So it's just kind of all of those instincts kick in at first and they're like, you're weird. Yep. <laughs> well, and, and, and that most animals are somewhat territorial and now you've just brought something else into their territory and in the wild, they would react a certain way and they will adjust, but it's just, they have to have that opportunity um, to, to take that time, you right. know, to do so. And, and sometimes it's not three weeks, it's sometimes it's a couple months. It just takes a time to Definitely. do it, you know. Yeah. And there are some recommended ways to do that that we, we have seen in some of the records too. And, I, you know, they're, they're even talking about that, the, that new kitty. And if you want to go more into it, Shelby, too, of, you know, that it, should, it shouldn't just you come home and put this kitten or cat in some, and the old cats or the, your regular home cats, face and say hey we have a new kitten you know there's ways to 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 to, to welcome that in have do you want to go through some of those steps for us or yeah, absolutely i um i think definitely when you're bringing a new kitten home with an adult cat there slow introductions is always best no one wants to have a stranger you know no kitty wants to just have that strange cat kind of just put in its face and here's your new sibling and we're gonna all get along so cats are very curious animals i would say so you know, confining the new cat maybe to a bathroom, um, somewhere where you're going to want the litter box to be on the, once the cat is more comfortable in the home so that you know that they're using that and all of that's good. You can observe their feeding and, and everything, but also it's really important for the cat that's currently in the house to be able to get used to the smell of that new cat in there without having to see them, without having to interact with them. So mm-hmm. they're just, they can go up to the bathroom door and sniff under it if that's where you have the other cat or the bedroom door and kind of get used to the aromas of the other cat before just kind of, you know, throwing them together. So I also think that the adopted animal is also coming into a new environment with uncertainty as well. Um, I'm fortunate enough in my family that my daughter adopted a, a dog and my parents adopted um, two dogs. My parents had adopted the two dogs actually had, they had only been taken to the, their local humane society the day before. These dogs had not stayed very long at all. Had a loving family that they just couldn't take care of them anymore and turn them over. It took those dogs about about 10 months to feel totally relaxed 
in my parents' home that was loving and caring just from that one night Mm -hmm. of being left in that whole new situation. Um, And then my daughter's dog had been in a shelter for probably five to six weeks. And they thought it would be quite fun to take him to all these new places because Mm -hmm. they were so excited that they got this new dog. Well, that just added to his anxiety that he was going to keep getting left places. So he took about a year to finally settle in and go, I'm home and I'm relaxed and I can do it. So just because a cat or a dog has stayed, and that maybe I'm wrong, for just a short period of time, they still have that anxiety have been what happened to my regular home, what happened to my regular life, and, and all that. And that does take a little while for them to adjust through as well. Absolutely. Have you seen that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it does take time for any animal. It, it, going back to um, the story with, with your family's dogs is they might not have been socialized before going into the shelter with all those new experiences also. Correct. So when they go into the shelter environment and they're thrown this other really stressful situation, and then they're in a home with strangers, you know, all of those trying to develop all of, all of that process is definitely hard for them. And the other dog with your daughter's dog was yeah. going out in the environment too. Probably wasn't exposed to that environment or doing a lot of that and going out with a stranger or someone right. that I'm, they're still learning right. um, and learning about and learning to trust and all that can definitely be stressful for right. sure sounds like just going back to that patience again just you got to give people you got to give them time everybody has to like having a new baby in the home nobody Mm -hmm. gets to know it the first night and think it's all it's okay it it definitely is a gradual time and it's same with that with with the animals as well yes taking time for them and letting them adjust and get comfortable but also reaching out to people who who can support you so say the animal's been in your home for a month and two months and you have concerns contact the rescue or or shelter you got them from Mm -hmm. and ask for support we're always here to help support anybody who adopts from us or people who don't adopt from us because we want to make sure animals stay in the adoptive home and instead of coming back. So if you have questions, reach out and we can always direct people towards, you know, the nice. right trainer or the right place that would educate you even further about those specific issues that you're having with maybe your cats aren't getting along or um, any other behavioral challenges or with dogs and, you know, getting the right trainer and stuff like that to make that relationship work. And I know we've had that conversation many a time at our office, too, that somebody will call and say that they might be mm-hmm. having issues. And our, our staff also does that mm-hmm. conversation of, you know, have you tried this or have you thought of that or, or whatever. And, and, and yeah. we do try to help as much as we can as, as not, the, not the Humane Society, but as a, as a hospital in our yeah. community. That's great because we need the support from everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, every, as long as everyone works together to keep those animals in homes and kind of help them adjust and kind of, you know, gain that little bit of confidence that the animal will end up being okay with them is great because then that saves more time for other animals in the shelter and um, those animals don't have to come back and go through all that stress again. Right, right. Um, Cheryl, would you like to talk about with Shelby about how we support them, how they work with us, what we do with each other or, or, or together on that last part, part of this episode? Sure. So currently we have been helping the Humane Society when they need medical services in the sense that they um, don't have their new facility yet. So they might need an x-ray or they might need something so that they can provide for the cats at um, their facility. Ultrasounds um, and those types of things. The other day we had one of the um, 
lab tests that they needed. So we <laughs> hurried and got that over clips. there. It's a clip, but you know, whatever we can do, because our goal is truly the, for the best for the cats in our community. That's that's what we're here for. So right. that's how we did. And obviously, we helped with the gala. But I also have to say is BHS has helped us this year mm-hmm. because with our campfire last November, they were um, able to get s- several grants that from organizations to help out with the fire. And they had, I wouldn't say extra money, but they were able to pass on some mm-hmm. money. So they passed on $5,000 to our organization to use for campfire victims or people that were displaced or or whatever their cat needs were and we could use them for all sorts of things so we I think had about 15 animals that we were able to help treat with that so that we thank you so much for that and then on top of that they had some funding for spay neuters and so we are able to do 36 spays or neuters at a discounted price which we've done 29 so we're really excited so it was nice to be able to share in that money thank you so much and be able to provide for our clients and patients as well to help out in in this time so that's that's thank you yeah very great much. i'm glad that you're able to use the funds in those and get a lot of people in that's really great we did we were really yeah, able um, to it's it's important to work together as a community and help everyone as much as we can so. exactly it was it just was so nice to be able to have people that had had issues one of the ones they had not their cat was missing for six months i believe was mm-hmm. on that and they finally found it through one of the on site on facebook posts i think and um to be able to help and and do that it was so good that we were all able to work with everyone for that and of course we love our relationship with you with our adoptable cats because like you said we don't have x-rays ultrasounds or all that extra stuff that can be really important with diagnosing one of our cats before they're ready for adoption we like to make sure that every animal we have is is ready for adoption as possible and there's just those extra steps that we can't provide but we have a relationship with you guys to be able to get all those last things buttoned up before we can adopt an animal out. If anybody out there would like to or is considering to adopt an animal, we do also offer first-time free exam for your new adopted pet, uh, your cat, here at Chick Hospital for Cats, so that's something we should also mention. I think most people, they adopt a cat and they have a list of places that they can use that exam and they see a cat hospital it's nice to bring it there and just have a free exam so that's another thing that we do together because you're doing your part of adopting this cat to this wonderful family and we do our part by honoring it with a free exam because in fact you even want to do some promotions in the future for you know app related which also brings me to the next topic (laughs) our brand new app do you want to just really shortly announce our new app well that is exciting so we have an app called uh, chico hospital for cats app it's actually a through vet to pet it has some really nice features you can my favorite part of this especially after the campfire is your cat, if they're one of our patients, microchip and all of their vaccine information is right on your phone. And as I know, people had to leave quickly. Not all the medical records went with them. So wherever you are, you will have access to your cat's microchip, vaccine records, photos, because you can take really cute selfie shots that are easy peasy. Mm-hmm. So we would have those things that we hope if it, anything ever like this happens in the future, that we would have instantaneously for people. And if you some reason your phone wasn't we'll have it at our office as well um so and then we're having a lot we also have a loyalty program that we're hoping that we can 
help out the Butte Humane Society with some of the stuff, and our clients that come will get a loyalty stamp for some of those things. So haven't worked all out yet, but it will be yeah. coming. So awesome. that's our goal. That's really we want to be able to support you in your organization, so we want to be able to use it with some of our loyalty stamps to do that with. So. Awesome. That sounds amazing. Great. So. Yeah, and the app will be available on Google Play Store and Apple. Apple Store. Apple Store. Okay. And our website. And our website. And our website. So, yeah. Or come on into the office and scan your QR code. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, QR code. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like to add anything at the end of the podcast? Anything else that you want to talk about? I can't think of anything else that we didn't talk of about. I think uh, we didn't, I didn't really go over our adopter support mm-hmm. as much. Like, obviously, we, we can here to help educate our adopters post-adoption and any questions. And at the time of adoption, we go over all of the possible things that could happen. Um, but we also have a relationship with our clinic with our adopted animals, too, and provide a free health exam within the first six months of adoption. Nice. So just to make sure that if there's any issues, you can sit down with the doctor and just kind of go over it. And then 10% off vaccines for life for every animal wow, that we adopt. Wow, wonderful. Oh, nice. well, just so we can keep that. We, we like to see our animals grow and, um, you know, improve and just have a happy life. And it's really great to be able to provide that discount in hopes they'll come and get yeah, some vaccines. Yeah. So we can just kind of get those little updates. It's really great. You want to finish mentioning, um, you said beathumane.org was the website. Uh, any Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, any kind of social media you would like to add at the end of Yes, yeah, so our website's ButteHumane.org, and then Facebook and Instagram is are both just ButteHumane. Okay. Yeah, and so um, we share quite a few things on our Facebook page, um, any upcoming events and all of that, and Instagram, you know, it's, we use Instagram for those cute photos. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure there are a lot of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we decided to start something new on each episode. And, and that is on our Facebook page, we do ask people if they would like to share with us a little bit about their cats so we can talk about it here and choose one and feature it. And so this week, uh, we just posted this yesterday and one of our Facebook followers, Abigail Lopez, uh, shared with us her cat, Harvey. Also known as? Yeah, what name. carpet gator, best boy, and noob? Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that is the that. Those are the nicknames, I believe. Um, do you want to just? Should you you want to finish it? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, because... his favorite thing to do is crawl up your chest and proceed to drool all over you when you pet him. <laughs> his mortal enemy is any closed door. He will yank the bottom of the door or scratch at the knob until you let him through. His best buddy is a dog. They love to wrestle and snuggle. If the dog or his humans go outside, he paces and looks for us all over the house and meows loudly till we come in or until someone snuggles him. He also sometimes likes to try to bite your head when he doesn't get his way. (laughs) Sounds like a great cat. And there's actually pictures as well. So after you hear this podcast, if you want to check us out on our Facebook page, you can see Harvey and his... uh, his other fur uh, sibling and his fur dog. Partners his, in crime. Pro- partners in crime. <laughs> Very cute. Thank you so much for giving us that information. Yeah. Also, thank you, Shelby, for being here today. I believe this was a pretty good information we shared with each other and with the community and podcast uh, listeners. So thank you again for coming today. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I was very excited to be able to come and share about the Humane Society and all that. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so just at the end, again, we are on ChicoCast.com, 
Apple Podcast and Spotify. Spotify. And it's free to listen, so listen and follow us and share if you like to. And thank you everybody again and see you next time. Bye bye.